the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're trying to say, oh, yeah, it's business time. Welcome back into the show. I'm your host for the day, Chad Burton, Certified Financial Planner, Rob Black. And I will be together this Thursday, June 4th, in Burlingame, 10 Pillars Retirement Income Planning. Make sure you sign up while there's still room. It's robblack.com or chadburton.com. Joining me now, though, is frequent guest Jeffrey Rosen, Dr. Jeffrey Rosen, Chief Economist with Briefing.com. Briefing.com is a place where I go every single morning. Uh, the first One of the first places I visit each day is a page one report. And uh, so joining us now, Jeffrey Rosen, Chief Economist, Briefing.com. How are you? Oh, pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So this Friday, jobs numbers coming out, right? That's Is that kind of the big thing that we're looking forward to this week? That's the big thing. I think that, uh, you know, we're all looking to see when the Fed's going to react, when they're going to increase rates. And I think really the only thing they're looking at right now is, when is inflation going to pick up? Is inflation going to pick up? And that's all coming from the jobs report. Now let's talk about the jobs report for a minute, because how accurate can this thing be nowadays in this in this world of kind of it's almost this barter type of world, right? We got Airbnb, we got people making money on websites like Etsy. Uh, is it really truly reflect what's going on in in the uh, you know private sector? I mean, if you believe that you're working, you're going to list that you're working. You know, that's basically the question asks, you know, for the unemployment rate anyways. It says, you know, what is your current status? Are you, do you have a job? And if you respond yes, if you're an Uber driver and you're doing that enough that you believe that that's a full-time job for you or it's a part-time job, but it's what you are willing to do right now, you're going to write that, yes, I have a job. And that's what it is. I mean... You know, Etsy, I, you know, I actually have experience in that. My wife is uh, has her own store on Etsy. You know, she'll, she tells you every day that, you know, even though she's a single person uh, working, you know, she's in the LLC, she produces, and she's employed, you know, and one of her primary places of sales is, is just Etsy. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting approach, and it's, it's I wonder, you know, how accurate these numbers are. When it comes to that, I know people that have taken their homes and rather than kind of run it out, they Airbnb it out and, you know, their income has increased as a household, yet a person hasn't gone back to work. They kind of gave up looking for work after 2007 and they're making money in other ways. So that, that's something to consider, I guess. Now, and speaking of inflation. response, you know, if you're going to rent out rooms mm-hmm. to your house, you know, it's not, you know, you, you could list yourself as being a you know, a house manager or something like that for a rental property. But, I mean, realistically, that's that's asset income. So it's not going to affect your employment. It's going to affect your uh, your income status, and, and it's going to show up in the income numbers as opposed to the employment numbers. 
Yep, that makes sense. Now, it, speaking of income, and let's let's talk a little bit about uh, inflation. We did see numbers tick up in inflation. Uh, the ECB, I guess, talked about it recently. Um, are we going to have in the U.S. is the is the Federal Reserve or the the FOMC, are they looking at inflation overseas versus here and jobs? I mean, what do you think it'll take for them to raise rates, and when do you think the first rate increase will happen? Yeah, I don't think they're willing, really looking at inflation from Europe or inflation in China or, or Japan, for that matter. You know, really what they're looking to see is how is the employment situation tightening? And when the employment situation tightens, when employers are having a more difficult time finding employees, they're going to have to increase wages in order to attract workers. And that's what they're going to look at. They're going to look at the hourly earnings. They're going to look at the average work week. They're going to use that to come up with an idea of how strong the labor market is. You know, is the labor market truly improving based on what they're seeing? Just because you have job gains, just because someone you know has a job, if the aggregate incomes are slow growth, you're not going to have inflation, and that's going to put downward pressure on uh, you know, economic gains. It's going to put down, downward pressure on the Fed's need to react. And if we look at it, you know, PCE, which is what the Fed uses for their uh, their inflation targets. Core PCE has been below target for 36 consecutive months. You know, it, why? Because we're not seeing strong wage gains, and you know that's what we're going to find out. You know, when when are the wage gains starting to come? And, and you'll see that the first instance will come in the uh, in the jobs report. Well, and we're seeing some you know wage in terms of the financial industry, which has been doing much better lately. Obviously, anywhere in the world of money management, financial planning, that's one sector. We're starting to see though the the minimum wage, the talk of company after company increasing minimum wage to fifteen bucks an hour. Um, is that enough to even move the needle? Is that something the FOMC even looks at? Oh, sure. I mean, it's everything because if the minimum wage increases to fifteen dollars an hour, and let's say that then translates into uh, other income growth because the people that were making $15 an hour before are now going to demand, you know, let's say 20 or, or 17 and a half. You know, it, it's going to push up overall income. If income goes up, businesses could afford to pass on higher prices. They could afford to raise their prices, especially if they haven't done so in a long time. That's inflation. That's that's what we're looking for. We're looking to see if price growth will return to that 2% level. Allow the Fed to react to that. Allow the Fed to step off the zero lower bound. You know, increase the rates, and, and that's what they're trying to do. You know, they keep saying that they want to raise rates. You know, we we know that a rate hike is coming. You know, they're very uh, transparent on that. And the question is when. You know, and unless inflation starts picking up, you know, they're going to have to hold off. And you know, right now it looks like the first rate hike. Uh, you know, according to Fed funds rate is in December. You know, you may get something a little bit uh, different as, as we move ahead. But, you know, right now that's, you know, probably the most realistic. I mean, that's how things are going. So what's that mean in terms of dollar versus euro? You've got a little break in this, you know, dollar increasing versus the euro in the recent weeks. But, you know, we're seeing some growth in, in Europe, yet the ECB is saying, nope, we're full speed ahead in terms of their version of quantitative easing. We have potential interest rate increases here. Do you pay too much attention to the dollar versus the euro? And if so, what's your thoughts? I look at more of the long-term trends. You know, if Europe 
keeps with their low interest rates for an extended period of time and the Fed hikes, you know, we should see more dollar growth against the euro. Uh, you know, I don't know how strong it could get. You know, I don't know how long uh, the ECB is going to be willing to maintain uh, quantitative easing practices as long as economic growth is beating their expectations and as long as inflation is starting to rise faster than that they had seen before. You know, we're still you, know, you got to remember the ECB is only focused on inflation. That's their their mandate. So mm-hmm. you know, you've had in the past where uh, faster than expected inflation caused a sooner than than needed rate hike, which caused a uh, a bad economic situation in Europe in 2013. So I, I don't know if the ECB is going to be you know, holding off as they as they should, or if they're going to move as their mandate suggests and raise rates earlier. So, you know, there's going to be that, you know, battle between, you know, what does the market perceive the ECB to do and what actually is going to happen, and that's going to affect the dollar-euro exchange because the market's going to price in those impacts when they're pricing what the dollar value is. Gotcha. So with all this said, you've got an article up right now at briefing that uh, briefing.com says under the um, uh, economic insights section that says fewer negative surprises does not mean improving economic data. What does that all mean? So you have fewer negative surprises, but is, are you saying the economy isn't necessarily improving? Yeah, and basically what we've been seeing, um, especially over the last few weeks, you've had a lot of big beats in terms of uh, what what the actual value is versus the consensus. But you got to remember that these actual values are still fairly weak. So even though the numbers are improving against what the consensus, you know, expects, they're not necessarily improving significantly against, you know, economic trends. So basically, what we're just seeing is that uh, the consensus values have been coming down. So they've been pulling their view of the world down, and with that, has made the beats possible. But that does not necessarily mean that economic growth is going to surpass, you know, what we've been seeing over the last, you know, six months. If you look at our indices, our index is based off of the Chicago Fed National Activity Index, which is a coincident index. And right now, over the last three months, including uh, the April numbers that we've had, uh, we have economic growth well below potential, which fits in with a GDP forecast right now, you know, of little bit over over zero, not much. You know, and that's kind of in line with the Atlanta Fed's GDP now forecast, which is you know calling before the trade numbers today. We're calling for only a 0.8 percent increase in Q2 GDP. You know things just aren't moving ahead at the three percent level that we expected, especially what we thought of at the beginning of the year, where you know people were making some three and a half percent even. You know, things are just in this new normal type period still. Growth. I think you summed up. Maybe as best we can get. I think you summed up kind of the earnings season so far that we've had, too, is that expectations were just, you know, pulled down farther and farther and farther. So by the time analysts put out their expectations, it was almost too easy for the companies to come out and beat the numbers, uh, which caused the market to kind of push through all-time highs. I think you're saying the same thing, that expectations are so darn low, it's almost easy for the economy to beat it at this point, but it's still beating it with very mediocre numbers. Exactly. That, that's that's a perfect summary of what it is. Uh, just the fact that you're beating, it's a nice surprise, but if you look at the actual number, you know, number itself isn't very meaningful. You know, it'd be wonderful if, you know, we have a forecast right now of, uh, 
you know, I think 225 is the consensus on, on payrolls mm-hmm. on Friday. You know, if we get a 300, that's great. But we've been at 300 before. You know, right, right. What we really want to. We got to cut it off. We got to leave it right there, Dr. Rosen. I appreciate it. We've been speaking with Jeffrey Rosen, Chief Economist with Briefing.com. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 